Welcome to What the Tech, a podcast sponsored by ProServe IT. I'm thrilled to have you join us for this insightful series, and this month our spotlight is on Microsoft Viva. Get ready to deep dive into the world of Viva with our expert discussions, uncovering the latest features, best practices, and real-world applications. In today's episode, we'll unravel the essentials of change management, understanding the significance of a champions program, and explore strategies for effective training. Stay tuned to gain valuable insights into making the most out of Microsoft Viva. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Microsoft Viva Class 3. My name is Joy Fajardo. I'm the Brand Experience Manager here at ProServe and I'm going to be your instructor throughout this class. I am happy that you're all here. You have found your tribe of people who are interested in both technology and people. Back, you have several learning objectives for this course. First, you'll learn about the best practices to generate awareness and spark excitement. We will also discuss how you can build your training strategy. Next, we will discuss who are your champions, why are they important, and how would you have an effective champions community. And then finally, we will provide you with some guidance and tools to get you started through Microsoft Viva Adoption Hub. An important thing to note is that driving an adoption represents a change in behavior. You're doing more than just delivering technology to employees. You are actually creating a fundamentally different way of working. This change at its heart that you're driving is really about the people that you serve. Before we get started, I would like to mention that all Viva apps don't need to be launched at the same time to be useful for an organization. You may consider a phased approach based on the modules that are available, the most valuable perhaps to your organization, or maybe which modules will most most likely be useful and appealing to specific audiences. So the first one we will discuss is communication and awareness. As you drive change at your organization, it's certainly important to know your desired destination and enlist the enthusiastic involvement of the right people. To expand the the circle of adoption beyond the champions and early adapters, which we will discuss in more detail later, you'll also need to create awareness that's targeted to your key audiences. Generating awareness is important for you to succeed. It actually validates the importance of the change. It ensures everyone understands what's happening. It helps generate enthusiasm and gets everyone on board with using the new technology. So awareness really matters. There are several methods of sharing the availability of Viva modules. For example, you may announce your organization's instance of Microsoft Viva at an event. Here, you can kick off the announcement about the availability of the modules at an all-hands or sometimes called the town hall meeting where everyone in the organization will attend or they can review a recording later on. You can also use communication tools like SharePoint News or even Yammer Communities. You can share details about the launch along with any change management guidance or end user training in say an organizational new post or Yammer Communities or even Microsoft Teams channels. Another way is to host training events or offering office hours. Make sure end user get the most from Viva by offering ongoing support, especially during the first 30 days after launching. Now, you also have to consider where and how different audiences currently get news and announcements from. For example, frontline workers might get the most important news in team meetings and from posters in break rooms. 
hybrid workers, on the other hand, might be used to getting SharePoint news in Outlook, while information workers might get the news through a post in Yammer, SharePoint news, or Microsoft Teams. You can refer to the simple chart that showcases where these three types of workers get the most important news from. Now, we've found that the most successful way to generate awareness and spark excitement is to combine effective communications and engagement events. For communications, you have to deploy a variety of tactics. You have to focus on the what's in it for me and tailor the plan to company culture. And also, of course, you, after that, you can send out the communications. For engagement events, you have to engage executive sponsors to kick off the launch. And you have to staff events with IT and champions. You can also distribute banners and leaflets. You can place demo booths in cafeteria and foyer. And also, of course, if you have any remote offices, you can host online events as well. You may also use Viva email and poster templates that are readily available. If you're interested to get more information, more templates and resources to help your organization promote and adopt Microsoft Viva, please reach out to us and we can provide them to you as well. Now, the wariness opportunity with Microsoft Viva is to enable your business stakeholders to achieve their goals by using Viva in specific and relevant ways. This requires helping the business identify and prioritize scenarios, which are different ways people in the organization will use Microsoft Viva to address business challenges or achieve defined goals. We recommend getting started with some quick wins to demonstrate the value of Microsoft Viva, leading to engagement from business stakeholders. Build on the success of early wins. Once you've achieved some early wins, it's time to build on that success by engaging your business stakeholders to help them realize value from Microsoft Viva that is relevant to their goals. This should be an ongoing process. So you can see here, you have to identify and prioritize scenarios, plan and execute, measure and share success. Think of this value realization motion as a flywheel. Get things going with more basic scenarios to create credibility and then move on to more ambitious areas of impact. As more and more impact with Microsoft Viva is demonstrated to your business colleagues, more of them will get engaged and momentum of the flywheel builds and builds. For many of Microsoft's customers, once they get the flywheel going, they find many business stakeholders approach them after learning how their colleagues got business value from Microsoft Viva. Success stories, it's often just as valuable as quantitative measures when demonstrating Microsoft Viva's success. Throughout the rollout, project team members and champions should identify examples that demonstrate cross-functional collaboration and teamwork and share them by using Yammer or Teams. Use success stories as an example in your communications to generate excitement and demonstrate the impact of Microsoft Viva. Now, the question is, what makes a good success story? There are four elements that I'd like to share. First is the story should begin with a time marker so the audience know when it happened. Time, times are changing quite fast. So they need to know that what you're telling them or what you're sharing is still relevant. Characters are also very important. The story should feature names so the audience knows who are involved. The more credible the characters are, the more it will create excitement, desire, and buy-in from your audience. The story should also recount the events that took place. It doesn't have to be extremely detailed, just enough information for them to get the answer to what's in it for them. And then lastly, visuals. The audience should be able to picture what happened with a simple chart, 
or maybe a diagram or a timeline, whatever helps your audience get a better picture of what the story is telling them. Is it simple to launch? Is Viva simple to launch? What would entail to turn on Viva Learning on, for an example? You have to curate success story that will speak to your audience's challenges and objectives. As an exercise, you can try filling out this section. For example, which groups are impacted by the Microsoft Viva implementation? Who are your audiences who will drive the change forward? And who are your support organizations? What's the plan for the transition state and in the future state? And how do you, how do they like to communicate? We will send you all this exercise sheet so you can fill them in. Now let's move on to our next topic, training and strategy. Training is essential for successful change. And training isn't a one-time thing. It needs to be continuous and include end users at every level of the company. There's a couple of things I'd like to emphasize as you build your training strategy. First, focus on the why. Make sure employees know why the change is happening, what's in it for them, and why they're being asked to change. That is extremely important. As we mentioned at the beginning, adoption requires a change in behavior. And as human beings, we do have emotions. We do not do things blindly. Awareness and continuous training will give us a better reason, a better perspective. Why are we doing or why are we undergoing this change? Let's not assume that our people knows the why. We have to constantly drive the communication. Second, you have to use real work scenarios. Use tasks or business processes that are familiar to your audience to draw them into learning how to use the technology. You also have to use multiple formats. Training end users should take on multiple forms to accommodate different learning styles. There's also geographical barriers and resource constraints. So we have to be flexible there. And lastly, we have to reinforce. Make the training stick with reinforcement. There's on-demand trainings, launch and learn sessions, and new employee training options as well. Now, learning is a path that's individual to each users. A variety of opportunities will help them learn in their own optimal way. If you do not have all the relevant skills, no worries. You can reach out to us. We can definitely help you with that too. Now, here are some of the examples of different ways you can help meet the learning needs of diverse users. First, you can do in-person session led by a qualified instructor covering a range of scenarios and tools. You can also provide early training session for champions, also known as train the trainer. You can have interactive virtual sessions led by instructor to cover a variety of different scenarios and tools. You can have sessions that are recorded and available for access. You can have self-help self-help resources designed for those who cannot attend instructor-led training and to supplement virtual and on-site training. You can include ready reference tools and FAQs too. Another thing is do personalized support and assistance for a user who contact the help desk for how-to questions. And then lastly, you can have a network of colleagues and peers who provide support and guidance for people in their immediate area. We've identified the key people who are going to make your launch successful. For best results, you'll want to align your training strategy to align with your launch. Along with the executive sponsor, this is the time for your champions and early adapters to really shine. As you roll out training, start with the groups that will champion Microsoft Viva and then prepare IT before launching to the broader organization. Again, you will be provided with some worksheet for guidance in strategizing your training. Now, I want to emphasize on this section. 
we're going to talk about how you can empower your end users and deliver more business outcomes by building a champions program that everyone will want to be a part of. The most important thing to understand is that champions were driven by helping others. Yes, champions are definitely interested in technology. They are probably gigs at heart to a great extent, but they are actually interested in helping others and they are probably the go-to person in the organization already. Now, before we jump to champions, here's a quick review of important roles for successful adoption. Transforming to a new way of working requires buy-in and support from across the business, and there are people who will bridge the, te the technology to the business outcomes that matter to your organization. So we have the executive sponsors, then there's the project team, so we're referring to you, and the other important players who are implementing and planning solutions or technologies, adoption, communication, and recognition. The champions that we will discuss will evangelize and help train the teams on the business scenarios using new tools. They educate the team and build understanding commitment throughout the community. They will also help build awareness, understanding, and engagement throughout the organization. Directly related to champions are early adapters. The, these are the tech-savvy people who are excited about understanding and can evangelize the new solution to their own business groups. Champions can help identify early adapters too. Now, many people throughout the organization will have important responsibilities during the launch of a new technology. This chart provides a summary of those roles. So first we have the executive sponsor, which should come from the executive leadership department. And their responsibility is to communicate high level vision and values of Microsoft Viva to the company. Success owner, can come from any department and should ensure the business goals are realized from your Microsoft Viva rollout. Program manager oversees the entire Microsoft Viva launch execution and rollout process and has to come from the IT department. Champions can come from multiple departments and as I've mentioned, they will help evangelize Microsoft Viva and manage objection handling. Training leaders are preferably coming from the IT department but can also come from other departments and are responsible for managing and communicating training content about Microsoft Viva. Department leads, who can come from any department, but preferably from the management team, has to identify how specific departments will use Microsoft Viva and encourage engagement. IT specialists from the IT department oversee all te technical aspects of the rollout, including integrations, and then communication lead will oversee company-wide communications about Microsoft Viva and should come from the corporate communications team, IT, or any other teams. The question is, who are champions? So basically, your champions are people who can manage the stress of learning new tools in your organization. The ideal champions are thought leaders, technology evangelists, and community influencers. Champions also need to be at all levels, not just frontline or knowledge worker, but at the middle management, and yes, even up to the CXO level too. You do need them there. At least your executive sponsor needs to be considered a champion to the extent that they understand the role, they can articulate, their, articulate the goals, and are ready to showcase the successes and always stand in the gap for the project publicly. Okay. So how champions help with adoption and change? Champions are indispensable for a successful transformation. Champions help build, grow, and sustain your role out by evangelizing and helping their peers with the new technology. They are people who are motivated by helping others, but they also create that groundswell of enthousi enthusiasm. 
And they're usually the go-to person in their department. So everyone actually knows someone who knows how to get things done. Those people are fantastic for recruiting into the Champions program. They really are the ones who make it real. You can roll out Microsoft Viva, but if somebody doesn't show you how to understand insights or say how to find new training materials with Viva Learning or just be there to be the subject matter expert for Viva topics, then people will really struggle. And one thing I know is that when people struggle, they will go back to what they know. So you may roll out Viva, but not see the adoption that you want unless you have these champions to help you with that plan. They also are key to providing feedback to the project team and its sponsors. We need to understand how are these changes being understood right there in the field where people are using the technology. Sometimes when you're, say, in the IT department, as many of you probably are, or maybe you're in the training or service management area, you're a little step away from the people who are actually out there on the front lines using the technology. You want those champions to tell you how these things are being received. And champions are also essential to reducing strain on the core project team. They had this active ongoing engagement with people, again, hosting maybe office hours, running trainings, things of that nature. And most IT departments are not well-staffed for that. Especially today with the pressure on the IT departments to deliver more with less, the champions are essential to broadening the scope and support that's available. Champions, however, are not support agents. So let me make that clear. That's not what they do. They are not there to resolve technical difficulties with people logging into computer or getting a new device. So they don't replace your help desk or service desk support staff, but they do reduce the tickets. And this is an important thing. Also, when service desk can be overwhelmed with all the new use cases that people are encountering today, you want to build a sustainable champions community. And this means that you or whoever that might be in your organization as a champion of champions need to have the ability to commit to leading the community. Make sure that you have regular touch points with your champion community. Give them the training that they need to be effective. There's nothing more worse than being a champion and wanting to answer someone's question and not knowing the answer yourself because no one told you so. Make sure you're investing in those champions with the kind of training they need ahead of the users so they can be really very helpful. They need to be encouraged and give them consistent and positive reinforcement that there is an impact to their efforts. Some of the best champions program that I've seen around the world have dashboards that show the type of usage it's being driven, but also the reduction in service desk tickets and other things. Champions have that emotional connection to the people that they serve. And so they need to understand that they're really helping people to feel a sense of accomplishment. It's really that sense of accomplishment more than any other reward you could design that keeps a champion community going. And that is from the research that Microsoft has done around the world on feedback from champions themselves. They simply want to be acknowledged that the work that they are doing has a meaning. Okay. So I just wanted to quickly share with you a study that backs up our stance that champions are significant. In this survey, it says that learning through coworkers is among the most effective and most used methods. Unfortunately, self-learning is largely ineffective, but currently part of learning process of many. There are also some methods that are underutilized but have high effectiveness, such as formal external and internal training, training with a manager, and learning through an IT employee. Now, 
There are five steps in developing a champion's community. First is you have to set the context. What is your champion's community going to be accountable for? You can leverage champions to help drive any kind of change that you want to do in your organization. But for the purpose of this conversation, I'll use the Viva rollout as an example. So you're going to set the context. So you're going to roll out, say, Microsoft Viva Connections, for example. The context will help people understand how to answer questions as they come in from the users. You're going to design and align the champions community to the organizational objectives as well. I hope, of course, that you are not rolling out Viva just for the sake of rolling out. There's definitely some better objectives. Say, for example, maybe collaboration, connection with colleagues, keeping your field agents, if you have any in the loop, things like that. Those are the top level objectives that you want to make sure that the champions understand, but that also the IT, say, for example, us, who you're partnering with, in rolling out the technology also have firmly, firmly in our hands. So a vision is key. You want to identify those champions. And again, you probably know who some of those champions are. Oftentimes, you can simply put out a survey. You can use Microsoft Forms for that and ask people if they would like to participate in the champions program. Would they like to be one? Most people opt in, but also if people who are influential, who already help others, you should recruit them. This will also allow you to, as a champion of champions, as the leader of this community, have an identification of people who can support you the best champions program. Have a group of people who are really in a leadership stance. And so if you go on a vacation, if you're out sick, that champion program won't rely on just you. There'll be a group of people who can help you keep information flowing to the overall champions program. You build a plan with those core leaders and that plan usually also aligned to the IT milestones for the rollout. Your group may be doing it in phases to certain modules or departments. Maybe they're going to do it for just visual learning, but they're going to roll out additional modules later. There's a lot of ways to roll out Microsoft Viva, so make sure that your champion leader are firmly embedded with the IT and technical team that's working on the project. You all should be working hand in hand together to create a great experience for the employees. And then lastly, you're going to execute and iterate. That means having those meetings, getting feedback and changing things as they go along. Flexibility is the key and it's actually a part of the agile service management methodology that has become so important over time to IT professionals. So make sure you go through those five steps as you think about where those champions are going to fit into the overall launch plan. Okay. As noted, champions are critical to your project success. How do you find these champions and train them to be effective? In general, it is usually an opt-in process and becomes a formal part of their job. This allows them to be able to give it the time and effort that it deserves alongside their other duties. There are some tips on how you can recruit and train sustainable champions community. Discover champions in the organization through announcements and invitation emails or even Yammer posts. You can create Yammer community for champions to share tips, ask questions, give product updates, and celebrate success stories. You can, you can also invite champions to identify stakeholders, early adapters for our scenarios and help with end-user adoption of Office 365 in their network. You can train the champions through webinars, business groups, 
Office Training Center, productivity library sessions with Microsoft Teams. So there are different places where champions will fit into the overall launch plan. But the launch planning is only the beginning. It's really about the ongoing operations and driving adoption all up where champions really begin to shine. They provided additional assistance as people get on to the software and they do things like host some office hours or ask us anything events. We hope that you're running your champions program with a team in Microsoft Teams. It's actually the best way to keep people together. And again, that's one of the best practices. But we certainly want to make sure that it's not one and done activity. Being a champion is a commitment over time. And we usually ask our champions to at least make a year or an annual half a year commitment to the program so that we can skill them up and they can start to get their street, their team. Part of this is reputation management. And an organization's people now know to come, say, for example, to me for anything related to Microsoft Viva. I've built that reputation amongst my peers. You need to make sure the champions in your organization have enough time to build their own reputations for being problem solvers and being involved about what's going on in your organization. We're about to do an exercise to help you identify your champions. But before that, here are some best practices to consider when you're building your own champions network. First, you have to train your champions so they have the knowledge they need. You have to encourage and empower them to guide and train their peers. And you have to sustain them with consistent positive acknowledgement. And lastly, you have to provide them with a clear execution plan. Okay. Motivating champions is essential. We recommend that you take advantage of this best practices. Make sure they are known by including them in project launch, communication campaigns, such as internal screens, maybe billboards, ad emails, and so on. You also have to invite them to managers and team meetings, showcasing their profile. It can be physically or digitally through badges and pictures, for instance, like in LinkedIn. You can also animate the community, make the launch event a must-see event. You can do it in a restaurant, in a Microsoft Practice Center, or other exciting location. And you have to create and animate a Yammer community. You also have to organize regular meetings through Teams and face-to-face. -face. You can arrange informal meetings to create a deeper relationship. It can be like breakfast or picnic. And you can share results versus KPIs to create that alignment and inform them in advance of upcoming roadmap. Provide recognition and visibility. This is super important. With the involvement of the executive sponsor, you have to organize team launches, write recommendations on LinkedIn, and so on. Emphasize the champion's, acti emphasize the, the champion's actions publicly during internal events by showing their picture on a slide or making them go on stage. Communicate regularly on the actions which are carried out in the Yammer group and intranet as well. So we've got for you here a checklist about how to really stand up this champions program. So finding those enthusiastic people that I mentioned, building the Microsoft team, providing materials, and this is where our world, worldwide program really comes in. Microsoft have a list of information in PowerPoint decks and recordings that you can use to train your own champions. All you have to do is sign up at our champions program location, and you'll be able to get access to all the information. By signing up for this community, you'll have access to regular email communications, community topics, latest news, tips, and resources. 
There's also regular champion peer networking and sharing partnerships with Microsoft at premier events and meetups in your industry. And you can also access to Microsoft subject matter experts and unique Office 365 trainings and contents. Okay. So one of the things to remember about being a champion is things do change. With Microsoft services in the cloud, they're rolling out new features all the time. It's actually never been more essential to be a champion or a service adoption specialist, nor more challenging. And so it's important to make sure that people have access to the right information at the right time. Sometimes as a champion leader, your job is to curate what's important. Not every feature that Microsoft releases is important to your particular end users. You don't have to tell them everything, but you do want to make sure that they understand things that are essential to the people that they're trying to support. You can do this in that regular rhythm that you have in making sure that you're designing a program that keeps people engaged. You don't want a champions community meeting where you're doing all the talking. You want to make sure that you allow time for question and answers, provide a forum so other people can ask questions like in Microsoft Teams or even topics. Always make sure that people feel like their voices are heard, even if you don't agree with their feedback, and especially when you don't agree with their feedback. It is very important that people feel heard, right? This process of collaboration needs to be collaborative. So avoid trying to feel like you're the one dictating everything. Being a champion, being a champion leader is really about a group activity. And hopefully you enjoy that or you'll have to find another person or people who do so that you can have a thriving community that people really enjoy being a part of. You can also create contests and have fun with your people. Again, one of the things that's missing in some of the remote work is that connection that we have with other folks. And so anything that you can do to bring people together in a more fun way is useful. And sometimes champions can be competitive, like how many office hours can I hold? How many great questions can I answer? And online scavenger hunts or trivia about being a champion might be really useful. So get creative and make sure that creativity is in alignment with the culture of your organization. What works for Microsoft might not work for you at your organization. So be mindful of the people that you work with and try to design things that are fun for them. You want to encourage all of your champions to sign up individually for that worldwide program. Why? Because if they're getting that information directly from the Microsoft and participating in the form of calls or meetings, that will minimize the effort you have to take to make sure that they're trained. So make sure that you go through that sort of checklist with people and help. Here are some lessons from people who have been running Champions program around the world. The most important thing that you can do as a leader right now, and certainly as a champion, is really listen. If you listen long enough, people will tell you what they need. You may be wanting to tell them all about using Viva Insights, goals, but they're still struggling with Viva Learning, right? If you give people too much information too early or too quickly, they are neurologically going to stop being able to ingest that information. And so we have to be really thoughtful about the, that right now. Also, if you're an IT and you're listening to this session, listen to your champions. They're going to tell you what is and isn't working, what a policy adjustment you might need to make, what adjustments to the governance process you might need. It might just be that you need to, you need the champions help communicating why you made a certain IT policy decision, but listening 
is at the heart of being a great champion and running a useful program. So is having consistent champion leadership. As I mentioned, whether you're running a public user group or an internal champion program, have a core team of people who can share those meetings and organize content. Especially if you're running the champions on top of other activities or duties, it's important to be able to share the load. It's very difficult when there's only one person doing this for an entire organization. So maybe you are a team of one. You want to recruit other people who are enthusiastic about it and are willing to help you deliver those trainings or those monthly calls. And some people do them every six weeks or what have you. I will tell you that if you're only meeting with your champions once a quarter, that's probably not enough. And the reason is because Microsoft services are changing way more than that. And people have a greater desire to engage, especially remotely. That one supporter would definitely not enough. So every six weeks is pretty much the minimum. So you may need to share the load with others. Make sure that you're rewarding those champions from maximum impact. And again, I don't mean with money or swag or stuff. I mean with sincere things. And if you can get the leadership in your organization to come to one of your community calls and provide that thanks, that's even better. It's important that they that they should be seen and heard and feel appreciated. And this goes directly back to the health and wellness of all employees, but especially your champions. They are likely taking the brunt of people's stress as they continue in this remote work world. So as we chart our future together, it's important to invest in these people. Another successful tip is for the champion leadership to create themes. Oftentimes, we'll create the themes around particular activities or things we want people to learn. For instance, Viva Learning. Did you know that you can integrate your existing LMS or LXP to Viva Learning? What about recommending training paths and seeing updates to colleagues' progress? There's a lot of cool features and sometimes people won't find those things unless you share it with them. So creating themes month over month is helpful to allowing people to learn in bytes. They need manageable bytes of new information over the course of time versus taking someone through a full day course, people really do need more bite-sized chunks of information. So breaking things into teams is a great way to get that information to the people who need it. Okay. So again, here's another exercise sheet for you to fill out that will hopefully help you with building your champions network. Here's an example of the filled out champions checklist for your reference. We will send this over to you together with a recording. Sorry, we will send this over to you together with a recording of the session for your reference. If you're interested, Microsoft also had a champion program plan template that we can provide you. You can just reach out to us via cloudandproserveid.com or you can type you're interested in the chat so we can send that over to you as well. Okay, a few more slides. Just wanted to give you additional resources where you can find more information. Again, you can incorporate all of Microsoft's information. And if you don't know about Microsoft 365 Learning Pathways, which is free, you should definitely check that information out in our adoption hub. It's a fantastic way to build playlists of information where people can learn how to use Viva and other applications such as Teams, SharePoint, Word, and Excel. You can also leverage Microsoft 365 Learning Pathways. You can utilize one pagers and flyers to communicate with users to help them to feel productive. This one pagers are readily available. Let us know if you're interested or need help accessing them. 
And here's an example of a communication plan. So you can use the announcement email to tell users that Microsoft Viva is available for them. Send a countdown your first day in Microsoft Viva email to help users feel productive quickly. And then send, so post the deployment, send the tips and trick emails to help your user get the most out of Microsoft Viva. Send the tips and tricks, maybe two email to help your users get the most out of Microsoft Viva. And then host a town hall on live events for question and answers and utilize one pagers and flyers to continue communicating with users to help them continue to feel productive. Thanks everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of What the Tech brought to you by ProServe In today's episode, we delved into the core aspects of change management, the pivotal role of champions, and crafting effective training strategies for Microsoft Viva. What a learning journey it has been. To quickly recap, we explore the importance of champions in driving successful technology adoption and the need for continuous training. Join us in our next episode as we bring together the key takeaways from our previous Viva episodes, providing you with a comprehensive summary. Until then, stay tech savvy and keep exploring the world of Microsoft Viva.